0: Mom, I want Power Rangers. Oh, son, we already have Power Rangers at home. And this is what Power Rangers are at home. We're talking Big Bad Beetleborgs on today's. We're not affiliated with... Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and get bullied by someone just as dorky as you, but with slightly more money. Uh, My guest today. Uh, He is the co-host of the podcast Feel Feelings with Danny and George. We had Danny on, but now it's time for George. It's George Bruderman. Hey, George.
1: Hello. Hello. That was a lovely intro. Way to foreshadow what we're
0: going to talk about (laughs) because that's
1: one of my favorite parts of this show.
0: (laughs) Oh, It's so good to be here. Yeah. It's so good to have you. It's very weird because, um, God, a year ago... You and I were part of a group that were that was talking about going on a national yes. tour. Um but you know what how ambitious was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we would have recorded so many podcasts, but just as well that we're here to talk about uh Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs>
1: Yes, we are. Oh, I'm so. So I listened to uh, a couple episodes of the show, and I've listened to Danny's, obviously, because I have to make monitor his work to make sure he's of course. giving our podcast a good name. Uh, and like listening to it and knowing that you hated the Shaggy DA so much that I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him something <laughs> 10 times worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is. This is another example of a type of media or uh, thing that I completely missed as a kid. So this is, like, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Big Bad Beetleborgs, which, God, I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to keep saying that name.
1: <laughs> you can just say Beetleborgs if you want, because they changed it the second season. Oh, okay. They, so that wasn't,
0: <laughs> I was confused because I was like, why are there so many names for this show I've never heard of? Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I, I can get into it if you want me to explain yeah, sure.
0: we'll see here let's get let's get through the initial premise of the show yes so well, how I don't understand how you're gonna do that <laughs> so I watched the first two episodes of season one uh, and if you're listening to this now uh, it you have like 12 more days for it on Netflix before it leaves <laughs> um <laughs> it's a good riddance so the show is three <laughs> three uh, kids get superpowers based off of the comic their favorite comic book beetleborgs and they get these powers because they survive a haunted house and uh, a, a ghost that kind of looks like jay leno uh gives them powers and yeah you got yeah. it okay great <laughs> yeah so first of all tell me wh- wh- d- why why this why did you choose this like so you wanted to torture me but like was this something that you watched bit. as a as a kid yeah, i
1: i had Every single toy of this show when I was a kid. Wow. I was, um, so I'm of the age demographic where like boys from the early 90s on became obsessed with Power Rangers. That was like a thing. And I feel like a couple years after me, things started falling off a little bit where like people got interested in other stuff. But Power Rangers was cool because it was explosions and it was bright, flashing colors and every. Anytime uh, Power Ranger moved, it would make the noise no matter which way they moved. And it was just exciting. And you never understood until much later that Power Rangers um, was a Japanese show that they would buy up all the footage of the Japanese fight sequences and then make their own... Pros, I guess, over top of it. That's where a very they would be generous like, oh,
0: way to describe this. Making their own. This is prose. art. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So, like Power Rangers, it was taken very seriously, and then there was a bunch of copycat shows after that. Where what would happen was you would buy all the fight sequences, and then you would try to make the suits look similar to the Japanese show suits, and then you could pretty much make whatever you wanted for the show. But sometimes, like the movements didn't line up with the dialogue. Um, but it became a massive hit and I'm one of the suckers that fell for it when I was a kid because I was like, ah, it's cool. Um, so they made copycat shows, uh, and they made one called like VR Troopers, but it was also pretty serious. Um, and then they made Beetleborgs, which I, I don't know how it happened because I'm pretty sure that they had like two different shows being filmed at the same time so so how and they were just like combining them
0: so weirdly (laughs) what i vaguely found from wikipedia and i didn't really look into this because i was so perplexed but so season (laughs) season one of the show uh, of beetleborgs uses one uh japanese show Mm -hmm. and then season two they switch to a different japanese show which is confusing um so and the way they explain
1: that They were just like, oh, no, you got new suits and new powers now. So they just changed the whole show to a point where even there's three kids uh, and one of them, I think his name is Joe, who's like uh, the younger sister of uh, one of the main characters. And uh, I guess the actress was just like, no, I'm done with this. I have bigger things to do. And so they just changed the girl's face as a different actress to play in the second season. Uh and just completely like they were like, Okay, that's it, and we're never mentioning it again. No one has to realize that this is a different person. But like wrote it into the show that they're like, we're changing your face. Like it's a little body horror ish for the show. Uh but yeah, so when they took the other Japanese
0: show, they were just like, Oh
1: yeah, no, now you have new suits.
0: Yeah, this <laughs> and, and we're moving on. And it's like <laughs> This is the entire show from the two episodes that I watched. Just, sure, throwing whatever at the wall. Um, yeah. It is bad. Uh, <laughs> it is straight up bad. I, You know, I try to hold my feelings to my chest sometimes when we're no, talking No, you're about allowed
1: it. to. It's, I'm the co-host of Feel Feelings. <laughs> it's what we're here for. <laughs> well, like,
0: it's, so it, it's just, I, so I, I never did, like, Power Rangers. Like, that, mm-hmm those type of shows, those like boy shows that would be on like Fox Kids or whatever. That just wasn't my thing. I just didn't really get it. So then watching this and it's not even like Power Rangers, so like there's, you know, time and effort, if you can call it that, like put <laughs> into storylines or something. <laughs> this is thrown at the wall. Um what I do like is that there are all these monsters that show up in these two episodes, but there there's like no cohesiveness to them. Like so there, a bunch of monsters just show up. So there's a, uh, like a Dracula. There's a werewolf. There's a mummy. Um, there's Frankenstein, which they they call him something different. They call him they call him Frankenbeans. Frankenbeans. Yes, Frankenbeans. Yes. Um, and it's very funny. <laughs> and there is a character. Uh, his creator is Doctor Baron von Frankenbeans, who apparently shows up later. <laughs> um, but like that it's there's no there's no like oh these all are part of the same category of monster it's like monsters like this show really looks like that they that a spirit halloween was going out of business and they were like (laughs) we got this like i couldn't tell were there any scenes from the japanese show in these first two episodes because i could not
1: so anytime you see a Basically, anytime the film gets grainy, it's from Japan. Um, <laughs> but what basically they did was they took all the fight sequences. So anytime there's a big fight sequence, oh, okay. it's from that. So they try to get around it in the first episode, um, where uh, I think they did a lot more uh, U.S. film stuff for the first couple episodes, just to try to, like, hope that you miss Your when right. it changes. But... Pretty much anytime something looks like a desert, um, it's not the U.S. If there's okay, some so, sort but, of the...
0: yeah, just like uh, yeah. a lot of my understanding of uh, Power Rangers, mm-hmm.
1: it, it you can you can tell with a close eye like when it, like but that's the thing is that they know kids aren't gonna fucking realize at all that right. this is different. Um, so. Yeah, they just kept on making these shows. There's like five or six of them that they made from these Japanese shows that uh, Saban would buy the rights to and then completely change the show. Um,
0: yeah, so this is the the series um, Metal Hero, uh, Juko B-Fighter and B-Fighter Kabuto. <laughs> um, so if anybody's a fan of those, yeah. shout out. There's a whole um, fandom
1: of that Um series of television like the the pre-Power Rangers shows Uh, people like realize they love Power Rangers when they're a kid and then they kind of took off and like it's like us with comedy where it's like we find comedians that we like and then we find out like what influenced those comedians it's the same like (laughs) Kabuto, uh, B-Fighter Kabuto is our George Carlin that's all I'm saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) what I also like is on the Wikipedia for Big big Bad Beetleborgs or B-Cubed if you will um (laughs) The top says, like, unlike its contemporaries, such as Power Rangers, the show had a greater emphasis on sitcom elements rather than a villain of the week, which... Okay, sure. Like, <laughs> so the, that that does bring up the point that, like, one interesting thing about this show is, you know, if we're talking about sitcom elements, um, one, like, I was trying to see if any of these people that appeared on the show, if I knew them if anybody would really know who they are which is mean uh to (laughs) say um but really except for like some voice actors there aren't that much but there is one very semi-famous person um so uh the one main character's grandmother nano (laughs) Um, is portrayed by the actress Vivian Smallwood, who is better known by her stage name, Rappin' Granny.
1: Yes. She's been on um uh what was it? America's Got Talent, right? Yes. She like showed up on America's Got Talent. And she's been like a comedic tour to force, let's say, for years now. And yeah, she played uh like the cool ass grandma that helps run the comic book store and like rides motorcycles and hangs yeah, out that, with the like, Hells Angels. They do that
0: classic <laughs> thing of just like, "What? You're an old lady, but you're actually kind of badass." And she's like, "I know." Um, I like
1: how like the character is like, yo, grandma is cool as shit. Uh dad who's like pretty much running the store while grandma's doing her cool shit. Uh, is kind of lame and then their son is doing magic just the lowest form
0: (laughs) that i mean i did relate to that kid because and I've, i've mentioned it on the podcast several times before i was a big magic kid and yeah i would be in my room and work on tricks um, I hated card tricks because that required like actual practice, and I was like, "Nah, I'd rather just get like a little box that makes a coin disappear real yeah, quick." Yeah, fantastic. Those are great because you know how that's easy to have just one to carry them. in your pocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, you be like, "You want me coin dis coin disappear into this box?" <laughs> no, I know it's longer than the coin. I understand how it worked. Don't question me. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, no. really cool. I don't understand <laughs> the the characters in the show, like the 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 way they wrote the show. To Poorly. Poorly, uh, <laughs> where like each person has their own personality. Where it's like the cool tomboy, and then I feel like the main lead—I forget his name. Um, so do I. Um, but it doesn't, he's it just also sort of just, Andrew? like generic. Yeah, it, sure. Uh, <laughs> like generic boy of TV show. Uh, who's like, oh, he likes the girl that works in the comic, but like you gave him no identity really but then you have the kid that uh whose parent or his uh, his dad and grandma run the comic book store and then i think my favorite characters which we hinted at in the beginning are these awful bullies that are not bullies like in power rangers there is a team of bullies called bulk and skull and they are like what the 90s and late 80s thought bullies should look like. There's like a scrawny one, and then there's a, a larger one, and they wear leather jackets, and they're sort of like... Back in the day when you are like, oh, punk rock is evil, we'll make right. any punk rock person the bully. Uh, in Beetleborgs, they just made like shitty, rich, white kids <laughs> the
0: bullies. Well, that's, a, and that's they're like awful. a great <laughs> trope in... <laughs> yeah, like this, um, the two bullies... I don't know their names. Actually, no. One of them is named Trip because one of the kids say, don't be such a drip trip. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> but like uh, I recently watched First Kid for the podcast and the same thing. It's like the there is technically like a bully kid, but it's also like they for some reason in the 80s and 90s, they choose bully kids that like are the biggest little weenies. Mm-hmm. Like they are such dorks. They just like... Are they have slightly higher status for the weirdest reason? Like especially in First Kid, the bully is bullying the son of the president of the United <laughs> States, and it's like who the fuck is this yeah. kid? He looks he looks like this kid, like a young everybody's younger brother or something, th- like just long blonde hair. I air. think
1: maybe there was a thought process, and let's call it a writer's room. But let, let's not even give him a room. Let, the writers. Uh, dungeon dungeon uh (laughs) that they were like okay if we're gonna make bullies we can't make them intimidating so when they do get their comeuppance you cheer for the
0: heroes even more and in the pilot the two uh the first two episodes their comeuppance is they get scared and leave a haunted house and then later um one of the kids uses their telekinesis powers to dump a bucket of uh, soapy water on them
1: yeah fuck you trip
0: uh <laughs> um, now, now who's the drip
1: <laughs> so so oh very good um throughout the rest because i've watched a couple more episodes because i was like my childhood and then I, I stopped watching it for a while and then i watched like two more episodes this morning just to like i had time and while we're filming this what a voting. way to bring up yeah. more it's just well no well while, while they're uh while we're recording this not to date the podcast at all but uh they are voting in the house to impeach president trump uh, for a second time, just in case this gets logged in the history books, we're like, but which time? <laughs> um, uh, so I was flipping between like ABC News and then like they're still just talking. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go back to Beetleborgs, but these bullies they keep on having ideas to just like. It's basically just them to be shoehorned into an episode where there are a couple episodes after, uh, they attempt to demolish the haunted house. Okay. Um, and so the the monsters have to then scare the people as opposed to loading the house with dynamite. As to a
0: different time. The first episode when their whole objective is to scare the kids. Um, yeah. it's confusing also because in the pilot. Um, so the rich kids are like, you couldn't last one night in Spooky Manor or whatever the fuck it's called. And <laughs>
1: yeah, it's got like a Casper and the front, like Whipstaff Manor name to it. But it is a broken yes, ass it's house. It's a broken ass house. In a yeah. orchard, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also like you go inside and you're like, oh, this isn't haunted. This is just like uh, three pieces of plywood that they put up. And they're like, that's a house. <laughs> but like a big plot point is that um, the kids are, you know, it's a haunted house and the kids get scared because... There's a mummy, um, uh Frankenbeans, and, and a Dracula. But then Oh yes. yeah, wait.
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but in the mummy, they make him look like a spooky scary monster, I think in the first couple episodes, where he's got like the sort of Japanese style villain Power Rangers costume on, and then for the rest of the show, he's just a oh. mummy. And he's just part of the gang. Like it's never once been like, "Ha, we're evil living in the house." And Flabber, who is the Jay Leno ghost, is just uh, like, "Hey guys, be nice to these kids that I'm friends with." Um, no, they just like they completely write it out that like under his wrappings are like this scary monster. They're just like, "Nope, <laughs> that's who you are."
0: Yeah, no I mean, there's questions. Clearly, a lot of thought uh, and love put into this show but so yeah so like they have these (laughs) monsters running around but then the rich kids are like we're gonna dress up as monsters and scare them and the costumes look identical like it's not the kids have good costumes (laughs) it's the real (laughs) monsters look like shit like (laughs) absolute shit so the day gets saved because um the the haunted person in the house flabber is the character and i should Mm -hmm. specify he is a phantasm um Yes, or Phasm yes, for of short. Course. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, I, I guess the mask had come out semi recently, in because this was made in 96 or 98. So the mask was oh, around yeah. there. So, like, what if we got like a silly guy that can do anything? Um, and the Wikipedia says that he's based off of Elvis Presley, but like, it is clear that this is like some weird Jay Leno looking guy. But he also has that weird kids thing where like, He's an adult, but he cries and, like, acts and talks like a kid, and it's just not Mm -hmm. nice. It's so unpleasant.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. um, Basically, I feel like they found a guy who apparently, his name is Billy Forrester, or Billy Foster. I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly, but I did look it up briefly. Um, He plays Flabber. He also does, like, a couple other roles throughout the show sure and he's written a lot of it <laughs> uh, okay that so, explain
0: that really it, actually explains a lot
1: yeah so it, what happens is later down in the season it became less of a we don't know what we're doing i have a theory that in the late 80s early 90s um television production and movies were coming down what i call like the alpine slide of cocaine <laughs> where just, like, everything went, and then they were just like, we need to get rid of all these ideas, and they're just slowly going down in quality. It's the cocaine quality Alpine Slide. That checks out. Um, yeah, where it's like, shows like Beetleborgs were made because there someone had, like, you know, the throat nummies of cocaine, and they were like, listen, there's a Jay Leno ghost, and then they don't write anything else, and then the actors in the show have to be like, you know... I did go to Juilliard like I could probably figure this out or like just they wind up putting it in and they make the show slightly better like they attempt to save the show a little bit um, by having coherent storyline and you know make sure that like characters aren't just presented in one scene and then never spoken about again ever again and try to rationalize why some of the villains like Noxic and uh Tara was his name? Lara Tara I'm just pr- impressed just like, that you
0: know their name it's like the so these I like,
1: watched it this morning Russ. <laughs> so, like,
0: so we should specify that in addition to the rich kids and like just that there are phantoms in this house um when the kids get the beetleborg powers from comic books um, Jay Leno accidentally also releases the villains from the comic books and they
1: way to go Jay Leno. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you take a jaywalk. walk um, <laughs> headlines. You're a fucking idiot. Um, but uh, they, they basically just look like kind of like Japanese Kabuki theater monsters, just like the mm-hmm. most generic, like, yeah, yeah, this is if we're trying to make something look Japanese inspired costume, that's what it looks like. And, they escape and then most of the the second episode of beetleborgs is just them hanging out in the city
1: yeah well i don't know if it got to this point uh in the first two episodes but they wind up making a home base in a spooky graveyard yes where they, they like they just live in a crypt yeah you just got to that point you yeah that was keep the, watching. That was the end of episode two i was
0: like oh now we're talking
1: now, now, yeah, now it's like another show that I watched when I was a kid, which I definitely was probably too young to be exposed to. But it's like in Charmed, where like all the evil guys just like live in like a dungeony area. I don't know what where they went, but sometimes they would go there, and the one of them's dating one, but he's Eve. I don't know. I gotta watch Charmed. Yeah, that's again a good now. idea.
0: Like if you were part of an evil cohort or something that's supernatural make sure that you have a very centralized meeting location
1: yes you gotta know you know everyone needs an hq uh but uh, yeah so like there's noxic who's just joe pesci uh like joe pesci with dreads um and then there's a woman who i guess they saw the costume saw a bunch of red on it and they were like okay she's from russia so they just give her like a vague (laughs) russian or someplace that used to be the ussr accent um and then there's a third guy whose name i don't remember but he just looks like a head of lettuce
0: yeah and he talks like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how come we don't have voiceover roles me and euros we seem excellent at it at least for we're shows be- like that we're basically
0: like the beetle boys let's reboot um, it <laughs> but but my favorite part about these villains so the whole second episode and mind you, Beetleborgs, the first two episodes, it's a two parter. Mm-hmm. So it's intense. Um <laughs> so like most of the episode, like I said, is just them walking around like Cartlerville or whatever generic name that they give this yeah. town. And um <laughs> it's so weird. So this is this was made in like ninety six, ninety eight and they go into a movie theater and they're like, what? It's cold in here. And then it's a packed theater where everybody is cowering in fear watching like Nosferatu from 1927 <laughs> or something. People are throwing popcorn in the air in fear. Like uh, like women are holding on to their boyfriends for support. And I'm like, it's Nosferatu. <laughs> and then... These villains start just t- taking everybody's popcorn because they're like, "I'm hungry." At least you have a mouth, or some. There's some weird thing about how one of them can't eat because their mouth isn't 3D. Um, and at one point, oh, I think turn- it's
1: I think it's Zara. Zara doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> yes,
0: because they they didn't have the budget, uh, or the footage <laughs> from Japan didn't have it. But like, she yeah. So she. Uh, the three of them turn to this guy sitting in their row in the back of the theater. And it just is Hitler. Like it's a guy that has like the toothbrush, the toothbrush mustache, um, is dressed weirdly nicely. It looks like either a military uniform or like coat and tails to see Nosferatu in like two in the afternoon. And like, he's, he's also creepy. Like they're trying to eat his popcorn and he's like, I can share or something like that. And, uh, (laughs) And I'm telling like, get you, get the
1: hell out of here. It's the cocaine Alpine slide. They were like, listen, all I need you to know is Hitler's going to be in the movie theater. I think it's the most important thing we need to do in the
0: scene. <laughs> <laughs> the Beetleborgs defeat Hitler. Listen, um, I'd watch that. <laughs> and, and I love one thing that I do appreciate about Beetleborgs is it reminds me of this weird Really weird failed Broadway musical uh, that came out, I think, in the late eighties. So, like, this is uh, Beetleborgs is weird because it's a show that like tried too late, I think, to hop on like the comic book trend. Yeah, there uh, and like this weird thing of like, oh my god, what if we could be in the comic books? Like, no kid cares about that by the late nineties, I don't think. <laughs> and there was a musical in the late eighties called Starmites, and it's basically the exact same plot as Beetleborgs, where it's these kids. And um, I mean, like, kids played by 27-year-olds. Yeah, of course. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, we're, I'm transported to the, the land of my comic book, uh, The Starmites. <laughs> and, like, it's just, like, vague good and bad. And, like, oh, there's, like, a warrior. Um, and there's also, like, a creepy guy that's dressed as a dog, but it's, like, just a man in a weird latex costume on all fours. <laughs> and I haven't watched the full thing, but if you if you haven't seen it check out their Tony's performance. Oh my God. Cause also like, it looks like a cheap year for the Tony's. Like Angela <laughs> Bassett <laughs> introduces them. And, uh, and like, it looks like they're in just like some dingy Hollywood theater. Like this was before they were like, Oh, this is going to be a really glitzy, yeah. beautiful event. It's garbage. Oh my God. And it's, That's it's so a fascinating fantastic. watch. Uh, so definitely get on the star. I, I will. If, oh my God. If you love sounds amazing. <laughs> Um, God,
1: (laughs) this show is tough. I'm glad we did this because uh, we were going to do it and then you know the world falls apart and there's a pandemic on and and I, we kind of got away from doing this episode and then i i witnessed your last ditch
0: effort where you're like oh we should
1: try to get back on this again and are we sure we want to do beetle yeah.
0: <laughs> yes i will say i forgot that it was a tv show and not a movie because i was dreading watching like a movie i wouldn't do this, that to you come but, on but like 40 minutes i can i can put aside 40 minutes for, <laughs> that's for why i like
1: I, i'm a person i was recently Discussing this with a group of friends, where I don't have the patience for long form entertainment. Not like, like like a movie. I I don't have I don't have the attention span. Um, a show like Breaking Bad of or Game of Thrones. I don't I can't do it. But if you give me like a documentary style talking head esque like show about the Plantagenet kings of England, I will watch the shit out of that. Or if it's mindless like this, where it's 20 minutes of nothing, nothing
0: is happening. Absolutely nothing, except just, like, people yelling.
1: Yeah. Bright colors, so it's like, when I do look up from my phone, I go, ah, and then I go back to my phone. Like, it's perfect for me. I don't know why I find it very soothing. Um, Like, even how terrible Flabber is. Like, even the fact that it is just... Jim Carrey a la Jay Leno a la, like Robin Williams the genie um where he's just like popping into different costumes and stuff and like you know play we didn't even talk about the pipettes the women that
0: he keeps captive inside w- his organ I was literally about to bring up the pipettes so they are, they are <laughs> it's a uh trio who live in a pipe organ? They are all played by one lady. They kind of talk at the same time sometimes, and they're just like "flabber, you goofball" or something. Yeah, it, it's ugh. It's it's the, the
1: reason. The, the reason why they are there
0: is no reason. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't brought over from Japan.
1: No, they were like, you know what this needs? You know what? You know what? We need women. We need women coming out of a musical instrument. <laughs>
0: And then according to Wikipedia, they were dropped halfway through the first season. They were like,
1: we don't need this. We, I was wrong. Like, I'm sorry, guys. We've,
0: we've got enough strong uh, uh, stuff on our own. We don't need any yeah.
1: well, help. The, uh, later on in the series, they introduced a wolfman-type dog situation called Wolfie, that no one wants them... There's a whole episode where Wolfie comes to visit and they hated him because he was the worst roommate. And at the very end, they're like, "Ah, oh, no, we love you, Wolfie. You can come live with us.
0: And then he's just a part of the Monster Mash gang. Like... Right. Oh, that's a good way to call it. They are the Monster Mash gang. Yeah. Just like the three three of the main characters in the song
1: they're show up. Just, they they, want to know what happened to the Transylvania twist. They want to know. Um, I would say it's either the Monster Mash crew or just... Someone realized that they could get away with making a TV show about, uh, like, the Count Chocula gang, and then we're like, well, you know, I'm Power like Rangers that. are cool, too, so they just slammed those shows together.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when, going into this, so, I, I watched, I, z- I knew that I was in for a bad time because I zoned out during the theme song, and... How? That song is so catchy. <laughs> yeah, I, I zoned out during the first, and then when I watched the second episode, I listened carefully. But I was expecting this to be like a Pokemon scenario, where it's like these kids, like they get the power of the Beetleborgs, but I thought that it was going to be like, oh, they can just summon these monsters to fight on their behalf. Um, mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. No. Um, but the theme song uh, comes on very strong. Like, I, yes. I'm imagining this airing on network TV, and it's like, coming up next and then like it fades down after like a commercial and then just like Beetleborgs.
1: <laughs> i love it too because it's one of my favorite trends of theme songs where you get all the information that you need from the song like oh yeah if you're coming in mid-series the song explains everything three kids uh, take a trip inside a haunted mansion uh, and then they free a ghost and they made a wish and now they're beetleborgs it's i'm in thank you so much for letting me know i understand now <laughs> i will say
0: flabber kind of fucks things up initially though because mm-hmm. um they are give they show him a cover of beetleborgs and they're like we want to be the Beetleborgs." and he's like okay um and there's for some reason just a trio of rats on the cover as well so he just turns them into rats for a second and then they're like no and he cr- he does like the weird like Adult like boohoo crying that they do in kids shows that is never funny. It's always just like really disturbing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then he fixes it. But actually, I think my favorite part besides Nosferatu and Hitler showing up in the second episode is in the first episode. Um. So the 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 girl Beetleborg, um, which is Josephine, um, yeah. who later gets replaced for at least two two and a half minutes. She is running through this. Haunted mansion, scared, and her arms are straight up in the air, like <laughs> it is so cartoony. And she, come on, you
1: love the Muppets. You don't love a little reference to Kermit?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I do love it. I do
1: love it. Actually. Yeah, you know what?
0: I mend my my review. No, but it, it's so like it's a thing where it goes on so long, like, and you your brain starts to melt because you're like, she's still screaming, like. I remember taking like when I was in high school and I did theater stuff, and and in college a little bit, like genuine fear like lasts on somebody's face and body for like a second, like it's a second where you're like you're startled and then you're you like go into like fight or flight response. She keeps it at the same level for two straight minutes, (laughs) running basically in circles in this haunted house, uh, and then the rich kids are like. What is she so scared about? Or whatever. And it's <laughs> god.
1: Like if they went the extra like if we were going to make this show today and we couldn't change much. Okay. I would I would have a character, one of the monsters just be the straight man and if they commented on like she is screaming for a very long time. Like or just like someone makes a like does a top ten list, and then you go, you can't do that, Jay Leno. That is not your thing. Like, if they just included those jokes in there, this show would have stood the test of time. I don't care if they ran out of jokes uh, or Japanese television to rip off. Like, they would have found a way. Mm-hmm. But because they just phoned it in, <laughs> that's, I think,
0: the reason why. Like, this show was a hit. This show had McDonald's. I don't believe it. Like... When, you, no. when I watched this, I was like, I, this must be like some weird ripoff or something. But like, it was a I, I can't believe that that was a hit. This show
1: had their own McDonald's toy line. Like oh this God. show had, I mean, a big part of, I'm sure your childhood and my childhood the same. Uh, Where like, they just made stuff for kids to sell toys.
0: Yeah, um, we had two bins in my house filled with, like, Happy Meal toys and, like, whatever little trinkets that you would get from whatever yeah. promotion. And
1: because of that, you might have a Beatles, Beetleforks toy, just because they were so oversaturated. Fuck. Like... That's a, uh, you're right. Like, it could have... Like, you could have just picked this up and went, this is a Power Ranger.
0: Because they look the same. Um, I'm looking up the but, McDonald's toys right now, because I, I, I want to see if I recognize any of them. <laughs> um,
1: it's It's a show where, like... The prime example is like all the Batman movies from the 90s where they would like there'd be one scene where they're all riding motorcycles and it was just so like we can now sell the motorcycle or like, oh, there's one scene where like he uses the bat boat and now we can fucking make a giant bat boat that turns into the bat plane (laughs) and sell it for $50 and someone's going to buy it. Beetleborgs is the same thing. I was watching a video explaining like... The reason why Beetleborgs is Beetleborgs? Like they are just going through the history of it. <laughs> why? Um, yeah, why? Why? Uh if that's not a YouTube channel of just like weird media from the 90s, I'm starting it of just Yeah, that's I mean that's
0: basically this podcast at this point. <laughs>
1: why? <laughs> um, but they were it's like there's no reason, like they have their powers, they don't need a little Star Trek device to turn into the Beetleborgs. They whistle. But yeah. Well, no, they whistle, I think, and then initially they go, uh, like later on in the show, they have to go, like, Beetle Bonders, Beetle Go, or whatever it is. And they, like, sure. do a whole dance routine thing to turn into Beetleverse. And then the song comes on again because the song has to come on oh three God. or four times per episode. Uh, but there's, they can just say that. If they just say that, they don't need to be holding anything to do it. But now they can make that, put it in a Happy Meal toy, and kids are going to love it. It's it's the whole show. I think all of those shows existed purely to sell stuff.
0: Oh, I'm sure. And also, like, yeah. I mean, with the success of Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon and all these like Japanese imports, mm-hmm. there. And I mean, we're kind of almost seeing that in a way with like British imports. How Americans will just kind of adapt them pretty blandly. Like it's oh, yeah. the, I it's the same thing. Uh, uh, and also, I did look it up. I do not recognize any of these Beetleborgs toys. Um, I also was. Not to, you know, date myself. I was one year old when Beetleborg started. Yeah. Um, so. And I think
1: I was, because I was born in 92, so I was like four or five, which I feel okay. like is prime demographic, especially- That I'm really born, is. Yeah, I'm born around Halloween too, so like the fact that Ooh. there's all spooky, scary monsters is like, I love this, because there's Jay Leno, who my mom likes, and there's a mummy, and a werewolf, and a vampire, and these kids that get to like become something else- And that's neat. And it's shiny. And there's comic books. And I like comic books. Like, it hit me so hard as a kid to be like, this is everything I like.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there are, I won't call them jokes, but for the time, like, that made me laugh.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, this is an early version of, like, a show being completely written for the algorithm. Because, like, Netflix Mm -mm. movies and shows, you're just like, oh, I see they're tweaking like a whatever show to make it slightly more specific and that they can own so they can just market it and uh nothing is new anymore and just kind of oh uh, yeah i saw that us. there's
1: a show i don't know if it's come out yet but it's um i think it's produced or in some way connected to shonda Rhimes, and it's like a
0: uh a- bridgerton bridgerton
1: yes i watched one episode show.
0: and was so bored by it i don't but that's the thing it. where it's
1: like netflix understands that like all oh, people like romance and like uh, if the shonda Rhimes is going to do it people are going to watch it between a certain age demographic usually female um like it's perfect and it's written for the algorithm like it's gotta get someone to watch it
0: totally and it's one of and those shows that's like coming it's out so now, generic it's like
1: that and then there's and then there's people yeah it, it becomes a thing where it's uh, like the same thing happened to me where like they're written for me where they have the history of swearing that just came out where it is Nicolas Cage swearing and then people talking about the history of why they're swearing.
0: Totally. Yeah, I was watching that last night, weirdly enough, as like a precursor to this because I was like, I'm curious. I know I'm, I am I want to try that out. But also like I know the Beetleborgs is going to be a slog. And yeah, I could feel that it it was just kind of an algorithm make, but at the same time, I kind of liked it. I'm gonna finish watching it. Who who am I kidding?
1: Oh yeah, I will too. I love that. I like that's the show made for me where it's like I can sit down, shut up, and just watch, and it's like subtle edutainment. Exactly. You know? Yeah, there's
0: like one expert. It's kind um, of like Mansers. Have you seen Mansers?
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so answers. it's the same thing where it's like. It's that was on like Spike before it was Spike, right? Yeah.
0: But no, I think it was the height or of Spike. After it was Spike. Spike.
1: No, what, what's the timeline for that? It was,
0: I think it was like the height of Spike, so like 2009 or something. But it was. Yeah, the whole thing was just like stupid shit of mm-hmm. like. W- like can you eat poop? And like, they would have an expert and they're like, technically yes, but here's the reason why you shouldn't. And then it just goes to comedians just being like gross or whatever. Uh, (laughs)
1: That was, I was, uh,
0: I was watching
1: on YouTube recently. It was like hundred most shocking moments of rock and roll history. Uh, And it's just like, 2007 or 2009 maybe just a little bit after that and it's just that where like someone a historian comes in they explain the situation of what happened and then it's pete holmes and Kamel nanjiani making jokes about how whitney houston went to israel that one time like it is
0: nice. an insane it. how
1: like we we made that whole series of of television work for so
0: many years and who knows? Maybe it's back because that's an easy thing to do with people in quarantine. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just more girl code and guy code. Um, <laughs> but here, George, let's let's go ahead and uh, rate uh big bad Beetleborgs. So uh, you've <laughs> you've listened to the podcast, so we, as you know, we rate everything on a scale of zero to five. Uh, you can be as specific and minute with uh, you know uh, decimal places and all that as you'd like. So I'll start with you. What what would you like to rate Beetleborgs today? 3.2 <laughs> i
1: was gonna say jesus christ yes that's 3.2 um here's why uh for me sure. this show we we discussed it we discussed it a little bit where it was uh uh it is made for a child of my age and like down to like my zodiac sign like scorpios will love this show uh Not because of anything I know about Scorpios, (laughs) just because that's around the time when we were born and we're like, spooky shit. We like that. Uh, It is so many things thrown together into one that for someone with a short attention span like me, it is perfect because I can look at my phone, look up from my phone. Or like if back in the day, like, you know play with my uh like mcdonald's toy look up from playing with my mcdonald's toy and it be something completely different it's like oh another thing is on right it's it's able to like not hold my attention but at least keep me hooked for something and now it's something that i can throw on in on the background so uh for just something that i can lean back and not worry about Beetleborgs 3.2 because it's not good but I need it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. Um, so this is one of the worst things that we've watched. Um, so looking at, like, the list... So uh, right off the bat, I'm giving this a 0.79. Perfect. Um, it is a bad show, but it is it is the type of bad that is so interesting to watch. Like, so I've rated, um, like, Leo the Lion. Um, i rated Surf Ninjas at a similar place cool. to this. Um, like... It it feels like Tommy Wiseau tried to make that Power is exactly
1: what this is. Um, Holy
0: shit! <laughs> which is so entertaining, but like it's like it's not good. I'm not going to pretend that it's like good or no. high art. Uh, we're not at that level. Of <laughs> so crunching the numbers, um, both of us together, we're giving uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs a collective score of 1.995, which puts it right smack in the middle between Surf Ninjas. And the Andy Kaufman Bernadette Peters robot movie Heartbeeps, which feels re- really and appropriate, Catherine. honestly. Now that I'm looking at it, um, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm but, proud of where this landed. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad. Oh, George, thank you so much for coming on and bringing this monstrosity to my attention. Um, what what would you like uh, to plug well, today? you
1: can uh, always check out my show, which we've had Dan on Feel Feelings with Danny and George. Um, anything on the wasted robot network is really fun it's the uh, uh, record label that Dan owns that I have now shoehorned a network into where I was like hey wouldn't it be cool I just want the t-shirt that's I I basically shoehorned a podcast network to get a t-shirt it is it's a, a good, good t-shirt. t-shirt yeah um but the, all those shows are really great I, I love what we do we talk about uh we usually do an emotion Ross was on an episode um where uh we kind of talk about an emotion something that references in pop culture or whatever makes you feel that emotion. Uh it
0: it's a gr- it's a great concept for a Thank podcast. You. Like when you asked me on I was like that is such a fucking good idea. Like it's I don't have to watch him like a movie or like read a book or do something i just have to show up and be like i'm feeling There's, emotional. Uh, there and
1: you're one of the uh people that we've had that at the end of the episode gave us like sound advice and i was like wow this helped <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you, you guys listen to ross's episode because it's a lot of fun uh but we've had uh, oh, a ton you. of people on recently we're coming up on like our year anniversary of putting episodes out which is kind of crazy to think that through a pandemic and everything that we've been able to like do a whole Show because we started before yeah. the pandemic, but things didn't come out until like right after everything closed <laughs> down. To a point where I remember we had uh, our guest uh, Greg Gethard, um, or financial guru Greg Gethard on because he was in character. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> his he just his ears he, were ringing before you ju- said. Yeah, them. he just did like an hour of his set and then like walked out of the room, <laughs> and we we're like, okay, he's doing a bit, I think, because we're too new at this to know if not. Um, <laughs> but. I, uh, I remember like walking and trying to shake his hand. and He was like, "No," and I realized like, "Oh no, this is a serious thing that we can't shake hands or like welcome anybody to anyone's house anymore." Um, but yeah, we made it a year, and it's great, and I'm very excited. Um, you can follow me on Instagram because that's usually where I do stuff on uh, both the fe- at Feel Feelings Pod and at. B-R-O-O-D-U-R-M-I-N. I just made my thing really difficult and I apologize.
0: But uh yeah. Things... We but bo- we both have hard to spell last names that people will always pronounce or spell. Exactly.
1: Wrong. That's that's our whole vibe. But Ross, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. I, I mean anytime yeah, to talk pleasure. about this like a my, long time my, my, my shitty
0: childhood
1: T V shows,
0: <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> Hell yeah uh well that you know as always you can find us on uh social media at kidflix pod and please rate and review us wherever you listen to your uh podcast because that'll help us out but that is all for today we will hear you in a fortnight and GoGo gadget end show